the window had been busted out and our gear, part of our gear had been stolen. Uh, there's nowhere to play up here at all. I'm sitting there kind of by myself, like waiting for my marriage. And, and the mirrors, like they, the mirrors kind of like spin open like 90 degrees, like they kind of rotate open. And all these women in sexy lingerie can come walking out from behind the mirrors. I'm just well, going to throw this out there that it almost sounded like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene. Just when I parted ways with monuments and so it was a really, really desperate time of my life. At the end of it, our bass player told us, like, he just looked at us and was like, yeah, this is my last show. So, like, basically back to the beast era. Dealing with this alcohol intake and we're at a Christian festival and we're supposed to be a Christian band. I was kind of like, man, this, this sucks. This is not a good look. Welcome back to Dark Side of the Scene. I'm Brandon. He's Ed. What's going on? I just got back from like camping for like, I don't know, five days. It's weird how you come back to reality and it's like, where'd you go? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to worry about anything important, really. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I didn't go anywhere, but I was off for five days as well. But I stayed at home and was productive, put up a fence and other farmly duties damn fancy something like that i did smoke some bomb ass meats though <laughs> that, that would be what <laughs> the, dark, do. the dark side of the grill talking about how we smoke meats at this podcast yeah <laughs> midlife crisis once you get to my age and ed's age you're either going to be finding a new hobby because <laughs> music <laughs> the music career hasn't taken off yet <laughs> so you're gonna start in having a hobby of smoking meat. Yes. I don't know why, but I enjoy smoking meats. Midlife crisis. No, I think like you just can't depend on people when you go to a restaurant. So you're just like, I'm just going to do it myself. And it's a lot cheaper. (laughs) It is a lot cheaper. I like experimenting around with it. I made my own glazes and stuff to baste it with. Yes. So, yeah. Good job. Sounds good. <laughs> you know what's not good? Sure. Douchebag teenagers. Oh. Yeah. They decided to terrorize last night for the fireworks display. So anyone listening realizes that we we're recording this after America's birthday because happy birthday, America. Right. Boom, bam, boom, bang. But yeah. They decided to light firecrackers and toss them towards people. One of which was right behind me while I'm holding my two-year-old. Yikes. Yeah. Had I set him down and they blew up right around him, we could have had some serious injuries or even worse. And there's a whole group of them. Someone actually chased them down and they jaw jacked the dude and then threw fireworks at him. That's fucked up. <laughs> At what point is it okay to like throw like bottle rockets and firecrackers and stuff at people? Isn't that considered like assault? Because what if that shit blows up your right. face? You could... It was in a pub- public place too, right? Yeah, it was in the public park where they're shooting off the fireworks. Oh my God, dude. 
there's mm-hmm. tons and tons of people there and like lots of people seeing what they were doing and they just no one cares because oh they're just kids at what point do we start taking responsibility for letting fuckheads like that continue to walk around being fuckheads and everyone's like oh they're just kids um you could kill someone or hurt someone seriously bad and we're just supposed to be like well they're just kids that's what they're doing yeah but like if it's something like like that like you're causing serious injuries or basically it's vandalism when you start fucking all sorts of stuff when you start throwing fireworks at like people Mm. yeah it's not even vandalism it's like assault right basically so i don't understand we did a lot of fucked up shit when i was a kid i will straight up own that shit like we did some really bad things but we didn't do stuff to hurt others like that yeah and this was ongoing. It wasn't just there. Like there was people down the street throwing them at vehicles. They were driving by. There was cars driving by throwing them out at people walking. Like, and they're all quote unquote juveniles. It's like, the fuck, man. I'm not that old, but like, has this generation turned into straight up heathens? I, uh, I, I mean, I there's always like videos of the aftermath lately of like people doing dumb shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. I don't know. There's some really disrespectful people. Like, I'm seeing a lot of, I mean, this is unrelated, but I've seen a lot of, like, car meets where they're fucking doing donuts and, like, smacking people. Yeah. And they're purposely, like, getting in the way of the car, doing fucking, basically drifting and doing donuts. And they get smack them, and I'm like, and this is, this is, like, new. Like, what the fuck is going on? I, it's it's idiot. That's probably why my car insurance is fucking going up because the dumbass is wrecking cars like that. I've saw so, some shit about that too, and to tie it into the music scene, it's like the crowd killers. Like people who go to metal and hardcore shows, and they go around there just purposely to fucking hurt people. Like, man, no one comes to shows anymore. The scene's dead. Well, it's because you've killed them, literally. <laughs> right, because pretty much the cops are going to end up you know breaking those up and then making fines for even car meets when people just want to just not cause problems <laughs> i mean it's kind of weird how like you see that kind of side of things that's not even music related but other kind of events all, yeah. it all kind of goes together it's like i don't know what the fuck's going on in the world but yeah we're like the old people. You just don't get it. You're too old. No. I guess if I'm too old from not wanting to like hurt and damage a bunch of stuff, then I guess I'm out of touch. Sure. No, it's a lot of disrespectful shit going on. So I don't know. It's maybe the the it's era the, of it's the era of the trophy. Yeah. And what I mean by that is everyone gets a participation trophy. Everyone gets rewarded for no effort everyone gets passed along you get entitled right you feel like you can do whatever you want there's no repercussions for your actions because everything has been given to you on a silver fucking platter and that is the generation that is going on right now i see it because i have my own kids and other people's kids i see the same shit of what i'm just talking about is like literally (laughs) their kids do no wrong like your kid's kind of a turd but whatever right allegedly yeah no i I think when it comes down to it show some fucking respect and don't like harm other people 
<laughs> I, I think it's all because of literally this ain't my uh conspiracy podcast but uh i believe it really is something to do with technology and the fact that everyone has these phones and social medias and all these other tiktoks and everything else like it's literally turned the world into what we are today because of people have no social interactions amongst themselves besides doing the dumb shit that they can watch at their fingertips <laughs> they see other people doing stupid shit so they're gonna go out there and do their own stupid shit too it's like it's been programmed for us to self-destruct and this is how it all begins right the downfall so, of society basically anyways <laughs> on 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 to music discussions yeah we have a guest in waiting so we can bring him on in but before we do that glad you guys continue to follow us around on here listening to the podcast hope you guys enjoy it if you don't enjoy it sorry yes <laughs> we suck yes we suck but we're still churning shit out left and right. So there's that. You haven't gotten rid of us yet. Good job. But yeah, if you'd like to be on Dark Side of the Scene, send an email to Brandon at DarkSideOfTheScene.com and we will get you scheduled. I promise you. It might not be soon, but we will get you scheduled. And on that note, hold on to your butts. I'd like to take this time to welcome our guest, Jesse, to the show. Jesse, thanks for coming out and talking to Ed and I. No problem. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I have to call you Jesse because you know, you're under a different name, and that's going to fuck with me, but I know that you're not that person. <laughs> <laughs> the nickname. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. I almost called him Steve because I looked at the name. Right. That's what I meant. Like, <laughs> That's all right. I'll be right. I will so, say everything under Steve today. <laughs> there you go. That way, like a certain individual, I hate the show again, thinking he's back on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so how long have you been playing music, Jesse? <laughs> I'm a sister. <laughs> anyway, 23 years now. Nice. And, uh, been involved so- with it my whole life, though. My uncles were all like bluegrass musicians and stuff when I was growing up. So hmm. I got raised in the crazy moonshine bluegrass world. Nice. Are you? Have you been in a bluegrass band? No. If I could sing like those guys, I would. But I enjoy the the aggression of metal and rock and roll too much to play bluegrass. Have you been in the moonshine business? <laughs> I've been in the illegal other things business. <laughs> Is this Jesse Pinkman? Have you? Where's Mister White at? <laughs> Jesse Pinkman. Nice. No moonshine business, but. I can't say that my mouth hasn't drank a couple gallons of it in my day. Yeah, that's usually how it goes with every normal musician. Usually, like, the Christian guys, they're like former hard rockers. I know they are. They don't just go in innocently. No, no. They have seen some shit. (laughs) Right, they have seen some shit. I'm going to offend the Christianity people, but Catholic people drink because Jesus turned water into wine. And why do you think he had a bunch of disciples? They'd mm-hmm. walk up to a creek and be like, "Hey, Jesus, you wanna you wanna do that trick? You wanna do that trick?" Running <laughs> waterfall of wine. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he had a bunch of followers. They're all drunks. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we just lost five subscribers. Right, son of a bitch. So, um, I was gonna ask so. So, like, as long as you've been playing, basically, the basis of the show is 
the dark side of the scene and like all the strange and shitty things you've encountered since day one from when you first got your first band and etc and like that experience and then all the you know all the hardships you ended up having later on so what is the earliest memory of a shitty thing <laughs> um it was probably an experience that we had in our first band that was signed and toured uh falling mm. way back in the early 2000s um we were out with uh, a bigger band and uh our guitarist was their guitar player was like his his idol you know he had played forever and just looked up to this dude so much little short short guy with a pointy beard liked like killer bees and uh he uh we were standing backstage at the first show we played with him and our manager that was there with us and shit and this little guy come off the stage mad about something that night and uh our guitar player had his hand stuck out and he just shouldered, he walked right through him instead of shaking his hand. And our little guitarist turned around and said, well, fuck you, punk. You're the reason your band sucks anyway. Oh. And our freaking manager's jaw hit the floor. And uh, the singer was on the reunion tour with this band. I'm not allowed to say their name, obviously, at the time. And am I allowed to say their name? Um, Probably I don't. Not. I feel like if they're huge, I don't think they'd come back at us. Uh, <laughs> I don't so, really think it matters, and if they get butt hurt about it, fuck them. It was it was Anthrax. So, oh, this little bastard, you know, shoulders my guy, and he says, "Well, fuck you, punk. You're the reason Anthrax sucks anyway." And the whole backstage went dead ass silent, like a pin dropping, and. Their big singer was back with him at the time for that reunion show, and uh, he uh, pulled us to the side. So this was like the coolest part of the whole thing is he pulled us to the side and was like, sorry, man, he's on a trip for some reason the last week or two. He's being a little cocksucker. He's like, you guys killed it. Can't wait to play with some more shows with you guys. And the rest of the shows we did with him were awesome. But that was like the worst part of it all for me is watching. That was my first experience of, somebody acting like a rock star and being a cocksucker you know i was just like oh man dude it was so disappointing because you know you're so looking forward to meeting these people your idols uh, you've been watching on mtv and headbangers ball and you know they pull some shit like that and it's just like damn dude this is the first night of many that we got to deal with this shit oh that's really yeah i've heard random stories about that particular guy but i i don't know but that sounds like one if his singer had apologized <laughs> for him that's yeah. cool. That's cool. He was nice about it, though. Him. Yeah. yeah, he was told. And you know what's messed up is like he was decent to us the rest of the time, but you know that that one that one little part just our manager was like, "Damn, that was fast." <laughs> no but you know, we weren't people. We were young, man. We were like twenty. We were never, you know, we weren't ones to hold back at the time because we were fueled by Jägermeister and Guinness. And hmm. didn't we just hear a story like? recently from someone about an issue with that band like because they were drinking in their beard coolers no that was that was nickelback <laughs> well, yeah that was a different yeah. yeah i thought it was something similar but apparently the last couple episodes we've talked about bigger bands and the bands that play with them having issues yeah you know other than the 
you know, the being stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere and stuff like that. That was like, that was probably the only really bad experience I had with like a bigger band. You know what I mean? That And, you know, years later we all seen each other again and it was no big deal, but you know, at the time to 20 year old kids, that was a big freaking deal, man. You know, we were like, what the hell dude? He was basically like, what do you call it? Asserting dominance. Right. <laughs> well, no. And ever since that, that experience led me to think the way I think about being in a band, you know, when we're, when we're traveling and touring and doing our thing, it's like, you know, I'll never, I'll never be that guy. You know, I made myself a promise that day is like, man, I'll never be that guy to disappoint these kids. You know what I mean? And, you know, like that would have broke the, the spirits of a lot of people. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That, yeah. You'll never actually, you never unlook at that. No. And that's why, I'll, yeah. like I said, I'll never be like that. I will never not shake a hand or say, Hey, or whatever, you know, picture, whatever. That's awesome. Um, how was it like being signed? Uh, back in back in them days, it was awesome, man, because, like, mm. you know, music was, you could still make money on your, your albums, and the, you know, really, the, the internet was just getting going, so it wasn't like people were gangstering your music all the time and stuff like that, or... Huh. You know, now you now you release an album, that fucker's on YouTube or Spotify or whatever in a week and you know, forget album sales anymore. Now it's now it's all about the dirty traveling again, which you know I love. You know, it's nothing like being able to, you know, go out and play music for people. But it sucks that you gotta play two hundred shows a year to make any money out of it anymore. That's a lot of fucking shows when you think about it. Oh dude. <laughs> Clutch is a master. Those, those, that shit, dude. Those guys play a couple hundred shows a year easy. Well, totally. Um, so how long did the stint with the that band last with the record deal as well? Uh, dude, we were signed to that certain label for three years, I think. Hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't a bad stint at all, you know. Being, being on a, a label like that, you know, it's, there's always what sucks is there's always favoritism, you know, and everybody forgets that the big band was a little band at one point in time, mm. you know, it's it really, that really bites my ass nowadays. It's like, man, you forgot that, you know, all these guys that you're, you know, trashing up was, was some pissed ass 10 years ago playing in the bar too, you know? Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, none of us have ever been huge, but do you think like after you do it so much, you almost forget it because it's almost feels like every day is like a groundhog's day. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying I would turn into like that person, but maybe it's just the little things you forget. Right. So, well, you no. guys we were just on the road uh, about a month ago or whatever, you know, went out to the West coast and uh, you know, therefore when we were on our way back, we did five in a row and, about the fourth day when I woke up and it was still desert and then mountain and then desert again, I was like, Holy shit, dude, I'm just waking up from day two. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like Groundhog's Day out there, man. It was weird. How, how did that tour go? That went really well. There was mm -hmm. only one weird, sh like, really weird off show that uh, we uh, we turned off, we were in Missouri, down way down in Missouri by the Ozarks. And we were actually in the Ozarks, 
we uh, turned off the highway and started driving down these back roads. And I'm like, damn, dude, where's this taking us? You know, we're like 15 <laughs> miles in. And then 20 miles in, I was like, okay, this is where we get raped. You know, I was like, this is where it happens. I know that feeling. Yeah. Uh And that that show, man, we pulled up and it was like an old, uh, like an old VFW or something like that. (laughs) And we're like, holy shit, dude, this is, this is it, man. And they have us park around the back. So we're like, what the hell is going on? And go through this gate and they shut the gate and shit. And we get out and we walk in and like the VFW has a cool ballroom on the back of it that we played in. It was really cool, like a little dance holly thing. Mm. So it wasn't so sketchy as you thought. Oh, it, was still, it was still pretty sketchy, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> like yes. the people that were the people that showed up were we walked in, it was like a VFW, like you would think, and all those old people come back to watch us play. And I was like, damn, I've never jammed out to some 65, 70 year old people. Hell yeah. Heavy metal, that was pretty cool. And they, you know, shit, we even sold shirts to them. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, normally those are the kind of people that say, play some real music, turn this yeah. shit out. You know, you guys know any Hank? <laughs> right. Let's play some Skinner, man, the usual. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so, if your your original band, so how long did that last? The whole signed band, like oh, uh, dude, following us together till like probably two thousand and seven or so. So basically, seven years. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did really well for like seven years. Wow. And then, uh, then I stopped playing for a while once the kids, and uh, so I could spend some time with the family. Mm. and i started uh me and my buddy vic started evilton submission for some fun with joe tallarico and uh mike granger that he was in a band called shunned from fort wayne back in the day and that was a dude that that project was stoner groove to the max man and (laughs) it was doing really good and one of the members had a freaking nervous breakdown and just destroyed that project. Mm. And that was a bummer. So after that one, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to play for a while, man. And I ended up blowing out my damn knee when we were home from touring, uh, playing and stuff. And uh, I ended up being down for six months. I blew my ACL, MCL, both sides of my meniscus at once. So I'd uh, Big ass recovery, and I just sat in the recovery thing, and I wrote music that I liked, and a couple guys got a hold of me when it was time again. A couple years later, and we started uh, Deadlight Redemption, and that band did very well. Hmm. Nice. I remember hearing that name. Yeah, I don't know if we played a show together with my old band. Maybe we did. I don't know. With which one? What's that? Which band? Uh, Unquiet Eddie, but I'm not sure if we ever played together. I don't think we did. Maybe, we, uh, maybe not. It's all right. I, I, I'm not in that band anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, how so? How long were you in that band? You guys, uh, uh, Deadlight was from like 2000 because they had a singer that I replaced. Hmm. So they were playing from like 2000. 
I think I played with those guys until like 2017 from 2012. Mm, five years, five years most that's that's good, you know. Most bands don't last that long usually. <laughs> We had a really good run. We did like the Rockapaloozas and stuff like that. And yeah. we went out and we did, we got to, we did that one all on our own, man. I don't know how we did it and got so lucky, but we just kind of, that band just kind of fell into things for some reason. And we ended up getting to play with like Kill Switch Engage and Lamb of God and Testament and shit. That was another one of those experiences where you're like, oh, God, here we go. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know what's gonna happen when you, or Yeah, you, man. or you don't meet, or you don't get to meet them at all. One of those kind of things. No, they were really, I got, me and Randy actually talked quite a bit, and uh, Oh, cool. meeting Chuck Billy was, like, one of the most awesome experiences of my life, man, because he, uh, you don't realize how big that dude is. Yeah, he is. He's huge. I'm a pretty big dude, man, and that dude—that's a big dude. Yeah, he basically towers over the whole band, which is Oh kind of yeah, crazy. man! Like I walked into, you know, they we were in our dressing room and they were in theirs. Obviously, and I walked over to meet him, you know, with our people, and man, I like walked in the room and ran into his chest. <laughs> I was like my forehead. I was like, "What the fuck?" I looked up, and there's this giant Indian standing in front of me. I was like, "Oh, I know who you are. Good lord." Huh. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if, like, he sounds like. When he yells at you, if he just to yell at you, he sounds like he does when he's like singing. Right. Like, get out, get out of my room. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't do his voice. Sorry. yeah, he's actually a really super soft-spoken man. He was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Randy was a, uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm not the biggest Lamb of God fan because uh, live, I just they're awful. I've seen them three times outside of when we played, and every time they're terrible, man. They did really good when we were with them and Killswitch, but. Dude, every time I see those guys, it's just freaking awful. I don't know if it's the sound man or what, or because he used to smoke three packs of cigarettes a day. I don't. I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan either. I just heard like everybody loves them and live. So maybe you got a different percept. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man, because like, I'm like, that's a studio band if I ever heard one, man. But then, you know, like, A couple of my band members are even like, dude, those guys are killer live. I'm like, I don't see when I see them, I don't know. No, that that reminds me of like how many times I've seen the recent incarnation of Morbid Angel, and I've been like disappointed. every Yeah. time because like i don't know who's mixing them i don't know if you're listening you suck because they just sound it just sounds like drums and you can barely hear the guitar i don't know it's like this is a band i looked up to i don't know if it's different members they just don't have the same feel and it's like i i don't like you would think as long as you've been in the game you could get the best of the best sound guy ever but Yeah, especially I don't know. those guys are legends in their genre. correct and i don't understand why that just goes downhill Like, I would be pretty mad at my sound guy if he made it Yeah. sound like shit and all these fans are saying that. I mean, you're in a way, you're like, I'm not listening to what the fans say, but you kind of are because they're the ones paying money to see this shit. Yep, and that goes It, back to my first story, you know. That's why yeah. I decided never to be a dick because if it wasn't for the people that's out there buying your tickets and streaming your albums and buying your merch, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. And, you know, even the venues seem to forget that nowadays, you know. Oh, they just... Half the time, I believe they just care about making money, and that's it. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Huh. the, that last tour we did was the first time I ever got merch cut by a venue. Oh, 
was like I was pissed off. You know, I mean, I was like I was salty about that shit. Mm. Yeah, like, well, you know, it's kind of like rental for the video. I was like, dude, if the fucking bands weren't here, you wouldn't be having a show. That's like the one thing we live on now is our merch. You know what I mean? And you guys dived yep. on us for whatever percentage. You know, it's fucking bullshit, man. So after going through your last tour run here, like, were you about? How did you feel? Were you like, I'd do that again, or did you have a good experience overall? To yeah. yeah, yeah. Other than other than you know being crazy expensive on gas and stuff this time yeah. we put almost six thousand miles in in 13 days or something like that it was crazy mm-hmm. so you know our the gas bill was freaking nuts man and then yeah it's not like it used to be you know 20 years ago you go on tour and it was manageable and you know it was awesome but as soon as you cross into california gas <laughs> is six bucks a gallon and Everybody hates you because you're in an RV, <laughs> you know. So, oh, I'm sure. But you That's- know, we got to do that video at the whiskey that we're going to release pretty soon and stuff. So that was cool, and there was a lot of really awesome experiences and like really awesome people. We only ran into like a handful of dicks. You know, we had one show that the the other two bands were just absolute assholes and that's another one of those things where i don't understand why you would be an asshole to the sound man but Mm -hmm. they just do they refused to the thing that drives me more insane than anything is like dude when you go to a show and you're promoting your your brand you know your band your your branding um being a dick to the people that are trying to help you is one of the most mind-numbing. It's almost it's up there with talking without taking your shit off the stage when there's another band waiting. That is like <laughs> my biggest pet peeve. I want to grab people and Homer Simpson them all day long when they're staying <laughs> talking to their fans on stage. Yeah, I'm like, listen, bro. <laughs> there's two other bands still. Get the fuck out of our way. Yeah, that. <laughs> but this uh, these other two bands were like, you know, they were that desert stoner rock, so it was like dirty, but it was awesome, but dirty. You know what I mean? How those guys are, and uh, they were playing. Their their stage volume was so freaking loud that you couldn't hear the singer over what they were doing. And they're trying to get the sound man to mix them and stuff. And he's like, dude, I can't mix you unless you turn down. You're going to turn down? They're like, no. He's like, well, then I'm not going to mix you. And the dude's like, so you're not going to do your job? And he's like, fuck no, I'm not going to do my job because you won't let me do my job. And then so it's a big blow up. And then it turns out the dude's only had a three-song set. <laughs> my brain almost exploded. Uh, were they really long songs or just like oh, three dude, minutes? It was like <laughs> you know, six minute songs, man. Just some desert stoner rock, man. I was just, my mind was blown, dude. Both the bands that was like, that they were on tour too. So we all just kind of met up in uh, Arizona or not. Yeah, Arizona. And uh, dude, those two bands only played for a total of 25 minutes. I almost, and then, you know, pitched a fit because, you know, they didn't tell us how long they were playing. We're like, dude, you, you guys want us to close the show? You know what I mean? We got like an hour set. So 45 minutes, you know what I mean? Mm. And 
they're like, no, we got this, we got this, or whatever, you know, we're doing, this is our show, blah, blah, blah. We're like, all right, cool, man, we opened up, played our 40 minutes, and then those fuckers going up there and started off. They bitched at the sound guy more than they played the fucking music. I that, was brainstorming. Yeah, that gave them enough time to bitch. They didn't yeah, it was like fucking <laughs> dude. They're like, so you're not going to do your job? Simon's like, no, fuck you, dude. I'm not going to do my fucking job. Went outside. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I mean. And the owner of the place, yeah, the owner of the place, you know, pulls us to the side. And he's like, you know, I'm going to fire the sound man, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, that was the sound man's fault, dog. That was, you know what I mean? Uh, you're, you're, the bands you hired are some fucking douche canoes, man. I don't know what <laughs> to say, dude. I, I find that funny that the sound guy or the, the you know, the venue guy didn't side with the sound guy. It's like, I mean, unless he's been a, unless he's been a problem before, but I don't know. That's. I think so, man. Right. The- I was like, thanks for being honest. Dude. I was gonna fire his ass. I was like, oh, it's his fault. Those guys are cocksuckers, man. <laughs> yeah, like there's sound guys get a lot of shit. It's not fair sometimes. I mean, there are some fucking lousy ones. Everybody oh, knows. Everybody are, knows man. that. But at the same time, give them a, give them a little break. Every band is a little different to mix. Yeah. I mean, the ones that I'll say it now, the ones that really anger me that are the ones that don't get with the times. It's like. Do you not know how to take backup tracks or click tracks or right. all that whole spiel? And a lot of times, all these bands have like put their rack together so it's easy for the sound guy, but the sound guy will just be like, I can't mix that. Like, you don't have to do anything. It's just one fucking cable. Yeah. <laughs> one XLR cable. Fucking take it. How hard is that? We, we did most of the work for you. Oh my god, dude! Like they want to be difficult or something. It's like, all right, dude, it's not 1985 anymore, whippersnapper. <laughs> right, and like more most sound systems are a lot smaller than they used to be, and not have like fucking arena size shit and a small ass bar. Right. I mean, that still makes me laugh that you still need all that when you really don't. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So. I'm assuming you get along with your band enough to tour because that's always been the case when like some people go on tour and then they come back and then they fucking hate each other. Oh no, man. We've no. all been friends for 20 years too, man. So, you know, it's, it's that's cool. cool. This band came, you know, after I had stopped playing for like four years after deadlight broke up and, uh, I was like, all right, it's time just to chill. You know what I mean? My son mm. involved in um, professional BMX riding. So, I traveled with him and did his thing and, you know, did his competitions and stuff for a couple of years. And him and my daughter both were in it. And, uh, damn, got, a little... got really involved in their school and, you know, came home and just got involved with being a dad again. Mm. And I was having a really good time doing it. And then I went to get a tattoo from our drummer and he was playing this music. And I was like, damn, dude, what's that? And I thought it was like, you know, just something new that was an instrumental thing. And he's like, oh, this is so-and-so band. You thinking about playing again? I'm like, nah. And then he played another song. He's like, well, what do you think about playing with this? And I was like, damn it, dude, that sounds good. Right. And showed my wife, and she was like, hey, you you got to do that. <laughs> nice. No, that's, a, that's cool how that works out, you know? Just... Yeah, it is, you know? And we've all, like I said, we've all been friends for a long time. Like, good friends, you know, not just... Hey, how you doing, buddies? We've all been very close. Mm, so uh, you couldn't ask for a group 
of better dudes, in my opinion, to to be in a band together. We all got pretty good dispositions, you know. Yeah, I don't know about that Steve guy though. He's a little. Oh, he'll tell you. I make sure I call him a cocksucker every single day. He's a, he's, a, he's a sketchy man with his nice long hair. <laughs> I think the first, the first words in the RV when we all got in, in for tour was, God, Steve, I can't wait to punch you in the face on this tour. <laughs> right. He could probably block it, though. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch his ass. He's sneaky. He knows just enough jujitsu to fuck it. <laughs> so basically, like, another thing that we call, we like to call it the beast era. That's when the whole lockdown and shit how what did your band go through during that i mean you guys were busy playing shows up until oh man it was terrible dude that was how did yeah how did you guys keep busy what did you do uh well we you know we we had just got done recording our album and getting ready like we were we literally got boxes and boxes and boxes full of cds a week before the beast hit Oh, and we had all these shows planned out and a little run, you know what I mean? We were going to do promote it. And then like one show got canceled and we're like, all right, you know, we can still make that work out of, you know, so many shows we had over the months. And then another show got canceled and they were like, we're shutting down. We're shutting down everything. We're like, what the fuck is going on, dude? (laughs) So, you know, we're a bunch, you know, not not busting our own chops, but we're a bunch of older dudes. You know what I mean? We're like, and this was kind of like all of our last fuck it you know hoorah let's see what we can do with an original band and uh you know after after like four months we were like fuck dude (laughs) what do we do we got all these shirts we got all these cds we got all this shit yeah fucking time you know and then it didn't open up for what a year and a half basically where it was normal again where you could actually play and and not be weird with five people and everybody wearing handkerchiefs yeah it was yeah it was about a year and a half that was even then that was a fucking long time dude it was just like you know all we could do was like at first you know everybody was freaking out so you couldn't go anywhere really you know what i mean or hang out with anybody so we all just we kind of sat by our you know in our own houses obviously and wrote and sent ideas to each other and you know when we finally could get together you know we we did get together, and uh, we all were kind of like, well, what what do we do? You know, do we keep going, or do we just say F it and see how this all plays out? And mm. It was yeah, a I... unanimous decision. We were like, no, we're going to keep this shit going. You know what I mean? We got, we're just going to. So we just sat in the band room and honed it. You know, we couldn't go out and play, but we played in the basement like it was a damn show every night, every time, you know? Yeah. So we really just honed, honed the album, honed our skill, and got riff ideas for the next album, and came out swinging when it was when we were able to. Yeah, that was a good feeling. A funny, funny note: your current bassist played drums for us for a short period of time. We weren't still open, but we needed a drummer because uh, we had lost our dude. Our, we lost our drummer. Well, he kind of took a hiatus, so we got like. We ended up getting Dustin for a little bit, and he's like the most awesome all-around musician, man. He's a prick. I would, I would totally be in a band with him. I would totally be in a band with him, but he does not have the time. With he's in like twenty bands. Yeah, it is. dude, it's crazy. That's a that's a schedule fighter for us sometimes. Oh man, but it was it was really nice that I even told him that it was really nice to have him for that short period of time, like so, because he's also a guitarist. He yeah. could whip our he could whip our ass too, and it's like, man, you just play guitar 
also <laughs> do everything i just stand there and watch it's cool so yeah like shout out to him like just for like kind of helping us like have something to look forward to while we could not play shows and i was hoping we things would be good that we'd play a show with him as him as a drummer but it never happened so and i understand so you know i appreciate him for just kind everything of, from death metal to country it's crazy yeah it's he's a prick <laughs> I would actually, yeah, I would actually like to talk to him because not only does he, you know, he's been a, a roadie and shit, so it'd be interesting to hear his shit, but this ain't about him, it's about you. So. Oh, he's got some great stories, dude. I might as well interview everyone, one of you fucking band members. Yeah, so. why not? A bunch of assholes. Might as well get the four right. assholes on one. Right, very true. But he's probably too busy to do this, so, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. I feel so bad for him sometimes. You look at him, you're like, D, just go to sleep, man. <laughs> Oh shit! Some people are just restlessly creative. Pisses yeah, me I off. think he wakes up tapping his fingers, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, once you know everything opened up, like you guys played, how how, how did your first show feel after the whole the whole uh, lockdown oh, thing? Dude, you? it almost felt like the very first show I ever played, man. You know, it was. And, you know, and we had all our people around us when we did it. So it was really, it felt so good playing at home and playing. Yeah. Yeah. That's always, that was a nice feeling. It's like, oh, but in a way, it was like, oh, time never passed. It's the same shit. Right. Same shitty sound, sound equipment and <laughs> dragging shit up Smith's fucking stairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rest in peace to that. You know what? Like, I, yeah, that I I, I miss it. Oh, Not the I, stair. The I, stairs were just what it was. I mean, I, I tell everybody every time, every gig for me is basically when I get exercise and I got my fucking steps into that motherfucker. But it was a shame what happened. And, you know, with all the venues kind of dying out, we lost a pretty decent one. And dude, it's killing the scene around here, man. It sucks. Yeah, like yeah, I like, only play at home anymore. I'm like, cause there's nowhere to fucking play anymore, man. Yeah, with that's another dark side in itself, and I explain that a lot to the viewers where we're from, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? And then, dude, when we were young, there was like 20 clubs in town, man, and like all of them were badass and packed every weekend. Yeah. Now everybody okay. forgot. Everybody's too busy looking up Spotify and YouTube and sitting at home. It's fucking crazy, man. Technology killed us. I mean, maybe we should make a public rant about people doing that, and then they don't pay. They don't probably. They probably won't even acknowledge it anyway. No, but it's then, like... when you, then when you go to a show, everybody's watching the show on their phone. I'm like, "What are you fucking doing? Right. It's live show." <laughs> and it, and it, it's not. It's not the same. Like when I want, I watch like one of my favorite bands on YouTube. They had a for, they had a show in another country, and it put a smile on my face. But it's like it's not the fucking same. It, yeah, it's it not. Great seeing it, man. Great that they're doing it, but it's like, how can you watch a whole show through your fucking phone when you're at the show, dude? <laughs> I just, I'm serious. Like when my like my 25 year old raging alcoholic self wants to just run through a show, punching everybody that has a phone up recording, man, it drives me nuts, man. Take a picture. I get that. You want you want a picture of the moment. You want a quick video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do the you same. Record the yeah. whole fucking show through your phone, dude. No, I uh. I noticed that when I went to see Emperor in Chicago, like I took like 30 second videos, but that was it. I'm like, I'm going to watch yeah, it. You take one video of your favorite song. Like I said, take one right. video, 
30 seconds, take yep. a couple pictures. Awesome. Dude, get back to the moment, man. Realize where you're at and what's going on. Mm. Yeah, it's and that's, yeah, what, it's, you know, that's what I do every time I walk on stage. It's like I had a I had a good good person tell me once that said, you know, he'd been in the business for a long time. And he goes, dude, if you ever don't get nervous before you walk on stage, stop playing because you're not having fun anymore. And I was like, damn, dude, that's crazy to think about like that. And he's like, even when it's a job, don't think of it like a job where you won't have fun anymore. And I was like, huh. son of a bitch. You know, and I was like, fuck, he's right. You know what I mean? Right. And every time you get frustrated with it, it's because you're thinking about it like a job. I got to do this. I got it. You know, blah, blah, blah. Dude, you don't have to do shit. You're playing music. <laughs> you don't want to no. kill Dixon. <laughs> I get, no, I still get nervous. I pace around a lot. Oh, I'm dude, like, I, can, I always take like 10 minutes before the show to myself, man, and just like walk away for a second, man. I got to walk away and gather yeah. what's getting ready to happen. I've rested, like I have re- like the uh, Ignition show, I have restless leg syndrome. I'll just fucking walk back and forth. Outside, yeah, inside, outside, outside. And then I realized how hard the floor is, and I'm wearing like shitty sneakers. I'm like, why does my feet hurt? Oh, yeah, this place is concrete. But <laughs> every fucking show I do that, I pace around. Man, yeah. that ignition place was such a surprise, man. Oh, yeah. What a fucking great venue. That was so much fun, man. Yeah. That like, show you played there, I was feeling kind of shitty, you know, and <laughs> we got there, and you know, there was like three people. I'm like, fuck, man. You know, I'm not trying to be that guy, but I already feel like shit, kind of. And yeah, we're going to play for five people. This is like going to go great. And, I think it was Dixon or Bone that was like, dude, take a walk for a minute for me, do a couple one hits or something, you know what I mean? Go mellow yourself. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. So I walked and I came back. I mean, oh yeah, me and Dixon went down to that badass taco joint right down the street from there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I told him about it. Yeah. Place is fire, man. Right. Yeah. You know, I smoke, smoke my doobie and I come back. The place <laughs> is fucking packed. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy fuck, I was gone for 20 minutes, dude. <laughs> Yeah, we have a because it, it's all ages. Like a lot of the kids are like young fucking high school kids just looking for something to do. So, so that that helps a lot. Like the whole like all ages thing does a lot. Like because they're, they're actual kids that come out. Dude, you throw an all ages show here in South Bend, three people come out. You're like, what the fuck, man? They, so I, don't, I don't understand if there's like a a music bubble around us or something that I don't know about or what? I'm I'm trying to figure that son of a bitch out too. Like I know well shit. There ain't nothing downtown. I think there's like a art venue kind of thing doing shows, but I don't know how serious they are about that. I forgot what the place I'm is. I've been doing some good shows. They do good. They're they got they're trying, you know, they got a cool little thing going on. Is it the same venue I'm talking about? What'd you call it? The garage. The one with a, the oh no we've yeah we try to get in there but i think like the owner doesn't like heavy music and he's switching to dj stuff that's what i was told last oh really yeah because we had an opportunity to play there and then like everybody jumped out of that and so we had to wait and then i kept asking him i said hey what's going on he's like no oh, i think the i think the owner wants djs only i'm like oh because it's college bar go figure so i don't know how long I, I i didn't look at it as an opportunity from the start i kind of knew like that wouldn't be 
heavy music wouldn't be played there. I just I just knew it. That's right. not the thing. They lose money actually, because you know college Notre Dame people are. Oh, it hurts my ears. I don't know. <laughs> so talking about the devil, Martha. Right. <laughs> and you know, I I said it many times on the show that. There's not much in South Bend. I know there's some, like I said, some art kind of artsy venue doing stuff, but I don't know if I consider that a venue to begin with. Um, I can't think of the name of it. It's, uh, and that's it. I know really. what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it for the life of me right now. Right. And I haven't heard anything else. I'm, well, actually, I, I take that back. There's an, there's like maybe two places. Well, like Indiana place- Cap over there by me and then... uh Martha's Midway, if they'll let you play, but I think the South Bend promoters got that locked down. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I've never really seen too many metal acts there. No, we played there before. Did you? In the spring, yeah. But we were there with that. Um, The members of Morello. Oh, okay. I remember that show. Okay. What was I doing? Oh, well. <laughs> and then um, there's a. There's another place called like Stockroom East that's starting to. Yeah, we're into that. That's new though, right? Yeah, correct. And then I think there's going to be a venue in Elkhart that's going to be start doing stuff. So it's like slowly coming around. I'm not sure. It's like we went through some kind of band apocalypse the last ten years, and now it's just starting to come around again. I I, I would assume so. I don't. I'm not sure what the resurgence is. I mean, it would be great that it would be like 20 years ago. Yeah, kind of thing. And Actually, then uh, back in the day, we had like ten venues, like PA Club and everything. That was badass. Oh yeah, I played there once. <laughs> that was another yeah. set of deadly stairs. Wasn't it like three flew three flights of stairs? Yeah, some shit. yeah. It all I pay, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, and then there was like the uh, anchor in. That was like our, my first show ever. And yep, melody or not melody, but uh, wonder in. Anchoring, cheers when it was cool. Oh, cheers! <laughs> what was that other that palace that was out there by Cheers? Palace. So it was like the palace of something. That's where that there's like a Christian church there now or something. You got me on that one. I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> yeah. So like, you see what I mean? Like, it's weird how it's like dying out here, but you guys were able to just kind of go on tour because you're like fuck this <laughs> let's that's exactly let's what we did too we we're like all right dude i think it was like one of one of our last shows that mm. everybody was bitching about you know why don't you guys play why don't you guys play we're like all right we'll play and i'm not shitting you and like 25 people showed up and i was like this is this is why this is why right here you know this i'm not trying to be an asshole man i love everybody because everybody helped us get to where we're at but you piss and moan and we don't play for four or five months around here and then we play and then you know everybody's i know we're old man we're all old but shit (laughs) shows early as fuck now man you know we ain't out till three in the morning like we used to be (laughs) no i I remember those days did you guys ever play uh i could talk shit about it now but you guys ever played halftime in your other bands in elkhart Elkhart, yeah yeah (laughs) i remember those fucking shows went on late Dude, you were three o'clock in the morning loading your shit and be like, oh my God, this is going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, when I was younger, it was okay. But now I'm like, why the fuck did you have have these so fucking late? And then you probably didn't get paid because usually that guy was always like, 
the door has to make two hundred dollars before the band. Yeah, before he so, pays out, I'm like, "What are you talking about, dude?" I just sold I, I remember that owner. I don't give a fuck. He's probably old and dead, but whatever. <laughs> he was just like a cheap, cheap fucking tightwad. And yeah, you know, my my friend ran sound there for a while, and he tried to convince him. He did a good job convincing him to try to like give out more money and like book better shows, but it would be good. And then he would get in his stubborn ass ways, and that was I, a good place too. That sucks. Yeah, it was kind of cool for one of us, but it's Elkhart. <laughs> right. I always, and it's funny how many like hands that place has changed. It's almost like the fucking ground there is poison, like Pet Cemetery. It's just tainted like <laughs> motherfucker. Like Cheers almost now. Yeah. Like 45 different people have owned it that are all horrible people. That's what I was told. I don't know. But like. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're starting to have shows there, so I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll see how that goes. Yeah, know. I haven't been up there since all that madness. Yeah, and I've talked I've talked about that before on here, like like about whether or not what's going on there is valid or I, I don't know. Like I said, it's a slippery slope to talk about that. I mean, I wouldn't mind playing there because I don't care about like the underside of it i just want to play because nobody's going to drive all the way from like michigan line south Bend to like you know goshen if we do play there it's like but, trying to get cover all the little areas because i kind of look at it as in a way like a business move to like play places because there's nowhere to play like hands down you know but, i just i don't understand what the why people aren't from you know, getting behind the local scene again, man. We did so good for so many years. Mm. I, I, I kind of like say as before, like Indiana is all work and no play, hardly any play because we, we're all in the RVs and shit. So nobody's got time to go to a show during the week. And right. then like, and then like on the weekends, I don't know. Maybe they're just like, that's not what I want to do with my weekend. I just busted my ass off all week. Or everybody grew up. I'm really not sure. I wish I could answer you that and make like a big public statement of like, what the fuck's wrong with you people? <laughs> right? Like, I get it. Sometimes I, I'll work all week and then I'm like, eh. <laughs> you know, but I'll come out once in a while. But I have a, I mean, I feel like I, I go out more often and then other people have kids, so they don't want to make time. It all depends, though. Shit, I got kids. I still make time. I go out. Right. You got to. You gotta have that balance, man. And you know, that's yeah. another thing that makes me nuts is you gotta show when we all had shows back when we were young, we'd all go to each other's shows even if we weren't playing. Right. You know, now now nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to support the other person. It's all about well, how many likes did I get on my flyer photo or whatever? <laughs> like, dude, dude, you guys are missing the point, man. Yeah. The funny part is like of like our I don't know the metal core scene we had. We had all these bands and they'd all like go to the same show and shit. It'd be like the same lineup. And then when the one band got ostracized, it seemed like the rest of them kind of fell apart. Mm -hmm. And then when we were, we were doing shows at that one venue up in like Osceola area, like the metal shows were still going on, but the attendance, where was all those kids at? Is it because Smith wasn't there no more? Like it's just kind of, and another singer in a band had said the same thing. Like, what the fuck? What does it matter? 
you know, you, you, you one time pack shows and then you stop going. What the fuck happened? You know, like, well, you know, yeah, a few people say, well, because you can't, you guys can't pass drugs on and snort them in the bathroom. What the fuck? I don't, I don't know. I, I've just heard other different things. So I don't really know what happened there. Maybe, we, maybe my band sucks. I'll admit we do, but well, but that sounds like about the size of it. You know what I mean? It's like we didn't have all that crazy shit when we were young either. You know what I mean? That's right. That's the thing that's killed me about the scene is we didn't have heroin and meth and all that shit back in them days, man. It was I don't know what the hell happened. Maybe that is the maybe you got you hit the nail, man. Fucking drugs are more important than fucking going to see a live band, I guess. Yeah. You can bitch about it during the week when you're sober, but on the weekends when you're doing whatever you're doing and you forgot about that band that's playing on the weekend, you were too worried about sticking that shit up your nose or in your arm. Drugs are bad, kids. We'll say that now. Like, go enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, go go natural. Quit fucking around with nasty drugs. But I keep telling them, it's like, damn, you know, if you guys smoke a joint, it lasts like four hours and you don't want to do it again that whole four hours. The worst thing that's going to happen is that you're going to want to eat everything you see. <laughs> right, and hopefully the venue has food, and then that'll oh. make them happy, right? They always got some kind of little pizza or something. <laughs> or like, well, then there was this thing about some people were like slipping drinks into women's... That Screw that. Some dudes are sli- slipping shit into women's drinks, and that's not cool at all, and then I think that... Dude, I got, I got roofied at a show. Somebody want to sleep with you? I don't know what happened, but I woke <laughs> up and dude, actually, it was a we we left Bobby George's in Elkhart or uh, Laporte. We were playing at halftimes in Elkhart with Al's band, um, Buried in Flames. Oh wow, I've heard that name in a while. Yeah, yeah, I remember them. So yeah, Al's band. So I remember being at Bobby George's, and then it was like six hours later, and I was waking up and all the band equipment was on top of me and I was in the back of our band van and I was like, what the fuck? And Riggs, our old drummer, was like, dude, you got roofied, man. I was like, what? And he's like, and he was explaining everything and they had caught whoever was doing what they were doing before anything happened and they got me the fuck out of there. And that's why we were in Oakart like six, seven hours earlier or whatever it was, man. Mm. That shit was terrifying. I was like, damn, it happened that fast. I had no idea, dude. Wow. There's a big controversy going on right now with uh, Ben Romstein. Have you seen that shit? Yeah. I guess I didn't hear about this. What did he do? Was he roofing people? Yeah, they said he was roofing people, you know, like picking people out of the crowd or his his, his guard was. Yeah, it's like their talent director or something like that. he basically goes out there and picks women to sleep with the singer. And one lady claims that she was drugged, but I don't. There's been other people who said the same things too, but she didn't sleep with him and he got mad and left. So I don't know what the charges are. There's not really any charge. I don't really know the whole situation. I haven't really looked into it. I've just been seeing a bunch of shit and the cancel culture is, oh, we got to cancel Romstein. I was like, have you never seen <laughs> Rob Stein before? Look, has been weirdo since like '98, man. <laughs> he was fucking the keyboard player with a fake pecker on stage back in like 1998. What did you think he does? That's <laughs> yeah, why it was cool. And sprays like fake chisholm all over the crowd. Like, 
Yeah, I thought it was cool, and we're fighting for the rights to do it. Yeah, I, I won't lie; like he does look a little creepy, and then like with his voice, it's like. And then they have a music video yeah. out where it's like all porn of him screwing women. <laughs> <laughs> like if you find the unedited video, it's literally like him having sex with all these women. I'm like, uh, why is this just now like news? I'm pretty sure this dude's been doing it for years, and I'm not saying it makes it right. It's right. just why is it now headline news when that's been going on for so long? Why does no one else ever think it was fucked up? That's the way everything is right now. And not, you know, everybody doesn't think everything's fucked up until it has something to do with them. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, come on, just let people be people, man. Get it over with. I guarantee you there are so many other fucking big quote unquote bands that do that shit. The celebrities, fucking athletes, musicians. It's all over. Or something. Hey, what do you think Molly Crew and Poison and all them guys were doing back in the day? Oh my God. Yeah. Lawsuits days. There's probably so many illegitimate 80s butt rock kids out there. It's probably right. <laughs> uh, the time before the internet and cell phones. So yeah, it's like haha. I just bone <laughs> bone. I bone a I do boned a different chicken every different city and nobody knows about it and they can't prove shit. Nope. So yeah, maybe technology is good and bad. Cause when when it comes down to it, this whole sex, drugs, and rock and roll is kind of wrong in some ways. <laughs> like like sleeping with a bunch of women, like hopefully they consented, but I, you'll I never know. They worded it wrong. It's rock and roll, drugs, and sex. That's Damn. that's how it goes. Right. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And then you got Bill Cosby who went to prison, like Mr. Nicest Man Ever, and having TV shows with kids and their puddings and Jello and everything. They else. don't make Jello pudding no more. I, I feel like they yeah, took pudding pops were like the greatest thing in the world when I was a kid. Fuck right? you, Cosby. You took it from us. I th- okay. I don't. I think they can't. They not can't. They discontinued him before he got in trouble. So there's that. Well, we can blame him. We yeah, can yeah, we might as well. It's, it's, his, it's his fault. Absolutely. His Kids fault. say the darndest things. Well, <laughs> is that before or after you drug them, you son of a bitch? Right. Gross. So, let's see. Going back to... Uh, so, you guys are signed, correct? Yeah. Pavement, yeah. What was that like? Is it... Is it a good experience? Yeah, it's been it's been pretty good, you know. It's, so, like, let's say, sorry, so like, let's say for a band to like follow in your footsteps, like, what what would be these steps to doing that? Would you recommend that, or you know what I mean? Like, what? Well, yeah, what good... I mean, it's like, it, man, it's like being involved with any big business. There's good and bad in it, you know what I mean? It's good to have them in. It's good to have them that they have your back, and then and then other sense it sucks when you want to do something and by yourself but you can't because you gotta ask five different people first you know it's like hey can we play here oh let's go through all these things to make sure that they don't have anything planned for us in six months you know or right whatever and that's about the only thing that sucks about it you know Mm. but it's nice having like i said it's nice having a big dog in your corner is this something that they approached you guys with or did you have to go towards them because i know there's another band and i've actually my band or previous band actually talked with them before and they wanted us to pay them like 
upfront for services and this and that. And I was just kind of instantly turned off by the whole pay us yeah. vibe. Yeah, Bone, I don't even know how it all went down. Bone just came in one day and was like, man, I don't believe this. And I was like, they know how old we are, right? <laughs> that was my right. first question, you know? But, uh, you know, they've never tried to pick our pockets or nothing like that. So hmm. I think uh, they found us and we found them kind of by chance. It was kind of like a mutual thing, you know what I mean? We got some friends up in Fort Wayne in Salem's Child that are um, signed to pavement also. And uh, they've had nothing but good things to say, too. So we're, they're kind of our our guys when it comes to, hey, we got questions. And they're always like, oh, you know, this or that. Uh, but it's been a I great experience so far. I forgot to ask them. Are they Fort Wayne based? Mm-hmm. <laughs> The drummer's from Fort Wayne. I think the vocalist is from Fort Wayne, but James and Rob are from this Peru Kokomo area. Yeah, yeah I did not know that. I never asked him about it because, like, that's another thing having like different members in different towns and how that goes. Just... Yeah, me and Scott grew up together. The drummer. Oh, okay. That's good. And you've been ev- you've been everywhere. Where are you from? I'm from North Webster. It's in between uh, Fort Wayne and here. Oh, the, ni- oh the nice strip club. Yeah, there you go. I do. That's my. You know what? Day. I thought. I I actually thought you were from, Laporte area. I, I, I just lived up there for a long time when we were signed, so I could travel easier in oh. and out of. That's funny. I've I've been to that strip club recently. Anyway. <laughs> yep, stimulators. It's not stimulators no more. That was my dad's good buddy growing up when I was a kid. Man, it was a little oh. scary. There was a stimulators in Peru in the late nineties, early two thousands. That, that was Sam's Club too. Sam's <laughs> not a joke. There was nothing stimulating about that place. Just I never got to experience it because I wasn't of age, but I see them outside a lot, like smoking and like advertising to come on in and the girls that were out there. I was like, What is stimulating about this place? <laughs> yeah, it's the bullet holes for sure. <laughs> I, I I think I remember they, they had this is when it was stimulators. I think they had like a band play there, and I'm like, man, I want to play there one day. I don't know why. It's kind of supposedly a girl that I graduated school with actually worked up at the one in North Webster or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. We played at that old strip club out there in Edwardsburg before it shut down back in the day. That shit Holy was- shit, I remember that one. That was a, us and Negative Nancy, man. It was hysterical. That. That place was big enough for shows. I remember. Oh yeah, that. dude, we played right on the we played right on the stage that night. It was funny or hell. Man, I, I I don't know if it's in bad taste to play a strip club, but I I probably would. I'm, I'm it just depends on well, like. Not bad taste. We made good ass money that night. It was a blast, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, a couple are yeah. not the greatest in my opinion. Oh, so <laughs> at least I've not, not the ones I were at. I have not got that experience, so I feel like I should. Like that's something every band member's got to experience once playing on a while it's trippers or pole dancing, it's a good time. Yeah, that 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 would just yeah, that'd be awesome. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. It's not a sexist thing. It's just like you're thinking to yourself while you're you know, you're getting your shit ready and you're seeing them, you're like, dude, there's no way they're gonna catch the groove. And sure enough, those chicks catch the groove every time. It's like wow. (laughs) They have to. Yeah. (laughs) You got for you gotta be you gotta have rhythm. To dance, so if you yeah. can't you don't have rhythm, you're screwed. 
I want to see a straight up fast ass technical death metal band play at a strip club and see if they catch your groove to that shit. They, they, they just go half. They just go halftime with the the half beat of that whole fucking that speed. They don't have to go well, like, you know. In the style of strippers they had there that night, you know, it wasn't like Porsche and Mercedes. It was like more like you know Kia and Volvo are <laughs> coming to the stage. It was not good. They could just stand up there and do windmills, and I'd be happy. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. So, any uh, other kind of bad experiences throughout your uh, twenty years, like that you remember, or just everything's been pretty chill for you? Yeah, it's been pretty chill. Other, I've had a lot of funny experiences. You know, like you know, on that same thing that we talked about earlier with the the first band, uh, our guitar, our little guitar player, the same one that snapped off on the guys was he was nuts, man. He was a little horror. It was hysterical. He was like five six. He was he was a little garden gnome whore. It was funnier than hell. So <laughs> we were on like a four dayer, and uh, we hadn't slept real well or nothing. And we finally got to the place where we could sleep and chill before the show. And yeah. I'm walking backstage with my backpack to take a shower and throw my shit down. And I walk into the room. And all I hear is he he, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that, dude?" And I come walking around the corner where our couches and stuff, and his legs are touching his ears, and some chick is licking his asshole. <laughs> he is giggling hey. like a gnome. Dude. I instantly slam the door and walk out. And I'm walking back down the hallway towards the bus, and I'm like, dude, don't go in there. And Vic's walking past me bitching, you know, because he's in mode two, and he's like, dude, I'm going to take a fucking shower. You know, and I'm like, dude, you don't want to go in there. And then I hear the door open, and I hear, what the fuck, Junior? (laughs) And then all I can hear is Junior's giggling again. He, he, he. My God. (laughs) Vic comes back out the door rocking with me. forever going to hear that giggle now oh my god dude i will for that's 23 years ago dude i still hear it like twice a week i'm like what the fuck <laughs> flashbacks it's an image that will never come out of my head so like if you have a reunion will he still be into that <laughs> oh, union's crazy he's probably i he, now he's a big uh He's a big union crane operator, man. He does like the bridges and the big ass skyscrapers and shit. He's the crazy fucker in the crane, a hundred feet up in the air. Oh, sounds like he likes to live life to the extreme. Oh, he's not. He's always been crazy, man. That's nice. that's why we split up. Is he was leaving and another member was leaving for a big job. So, I, you know, you can't ever be mad at somebody for better in their lives. Yeah, that's a tough one, especially like obviously we know we're not getting paid shit and it's like okay so i doubt some people would have time for a band anymore and you do have to respect and give their let them do their thing versus getting angry at them like fuck that guy he ruined my band the motherfucker we're not getting paid anything you know like what does it matter like let them be cool I think Leave he was good. like $85 an hour or something crazy. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's rough not to turn that down versus playing. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been lucky where I've been in construction and stuff my whole life. So, you know, I've always had a job that I was free to travel if I needed to or wanted to, you know, so it was always nice. I mean, yeah, it sounds like it works out for all of you. If you're able to all tour being like the older guys, you said, and you're able to actually make this happen. Yeah. Oh, it's good having a, you know, you. it's nice having a wife and family that support you too, you know. 
That shit would have been stopped by a lot of people real quick hmm. at our age. Yeah, I feel like that hurts a lot of people still to stay like, yeah, I want to do that, but you know, I got my family and shit. Well, sometimes I want to be like, well, why are you in a fucking band then? Yeah. Do yeah. You wanna, I mean, I'm not asking you to fucking go on like a month tour, but if you ever want to do a three day weekend, weekend warrior shit, I, I, I wouldn't mind doing that, but it just seems like it doesn't work out for a lot of people. Yeah, it doesn't usually. Uh, yeah, and just kind of annoys me a little bit, even though that's part of the dark side of it. The musicians, you know, musician part of it. There's, we had a dude bail out on us. And we got offered a corrosion and conformity tour, and dude bailed on us a week before it, and we couldn't find nobody to go. Oh, that was, that was the evil ten thing, man. We were fucking just devastated, dude. I was like, you gotta be shitting me right now. Did he do that on purpose? Like, did he not no, give he you a warning? Legit, had like like a crazy breakdown man and i understood his girlfriend had just died and all kinds oh, of crazy shit oh. just happened and i was just like dude i can't be mad at you but i want to punch you in the face so fucking bad right now <laughs> yeah and you it's kind of hard yeah that sucks but like what do you say you know what i mean what you like I, yeah. you know like the job thing what do you say to that you know and that's and it's dude, even harder this job is like the most frustrating thing you'll ever deal with in your life. I tell people it's like having a band's like having a kid. It's like the happiest and maddest you'll ever be all at one time. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I guess I never looked the truth at that. Of it, you know, they, it don't get no darker than that. You know what I mean? It's like, seriously, it'll give and take everything away from you all in like the same 20 minutes. And you're just like, it's like betting roulette, you know, black or red. It's it's like, how the fuck did it happen that fast? I just, you know. <laughs> yeah. And what sucks is, like, even if your your guy, you know, he had to leave for a good purpose, it's really hard to find another bass player. Was it a bass player, right? Drummer. Drummer. Yeah, oh, and like I... him, you don't replace somebody like him either. That's right. what's crazier, you know. It's like, he's a mad genius, you know. It's Shit. Yeah, shit yeah. Drummers are hard to find. We've ever, through this episode. Well, I I always assume it's the drummer bass player that leaves because there's a there's also a fucking shortage of them, and you would know because you're from this area. Yeah, and like, it's uh, like oh, I want to play guitar. I'm like, dude, you if you can play guitar, you can play bass. So just just convert. You'll like it. I promise. <laughs> you know, I oh man, there's been several attempts that I almost wanted to, but like. I'm not saying I'm not the main focus of my band, but I think like we'd sound differently if it wasn't me. But I wouldn't mind playing bass, but that's not my thing. You could be rich if you learn how to play the bass. You know, we fucking bands looking for a higher end bass player. It's crazy. Right. But then like we, we also say like don't put too many eggs in the basket because then you don't give the best to that to that's each true. of them. You only give like a little piece to, your, to them and not the full Monty, so to speak. Hello. Yeah. Oh, I got silence of it. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Sweet. So Hell yeah. Well, damn. Like, sounds like you're just taking the punches as it goes. So, what's I the? Mean, you got to. Yeah, you got to definitely. So, what's the future with the band? Uh, we're just. I got a baby coming next Wednesday, so we did that. Early, you know the spring tour and played a bunch of shows in the springs because we knew we were going to be off through july and uh you know with me dealing with the new baby and stuff like that and mama mama needing me home 
She was like, your ass right. is going to be home in July. I said, okay. We got one show that we're playing in July, though, because it was booked like last August or something crazy. We're playing with uh, Bongzilla at Tinley Park in Chicago on July 22nd. Oh, damn. And then after that, we don't play again until August. And I believe we have one or two shows in August. Well, one of them's at Ignition here in town. So nice. And then we do, we got, I don't think I'm allowed to say what, we got a couple other things, but I don't think we're, I'm allowed to say just yet. Um, That's okay. And then uh, October, we're planning like East Coast. Yeah. East Coast, probably for, you know, probably about a week or something, just quick, because I can't be gone too far out while the baby's still baby, baby. Right, man. You got a fucking army, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it. You know, I tell people all the time, and they agree with me. I was like, somebody's got to put good people on this earth, man. So here I am. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Well, let's see. We're at like 10. What do you think, Brandon? See you live. Is he? He's dead. No, my shit was muted and I wouldn't unmute. Oh, I thought you were like one of your kids is like screaming. See, speaking of kids, you know. No, I'm, I'm multitasking. I'm looking at our release schedule. I'm emailing back other people and trying to listen. And then I had my shit muted and I said something and I was like, oh, I'm muted. <laughs> right. And then sometimes one of his kids is screaming. So he understands fully. Yeah. Oh, I totally understand. <laughs> I have four. So I have this will be our sixth. Holy shit, you got an army. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, uh, I think actually I was gonna ask you a question. Are any of them interested in music? Go fuck yourself, Dixon. <laughs> right. Go fuck well, yourself. <laughs> Sorry, Dixon's yelling from upstairs. Oh, uh, but uh is there any of them interested in music before we go? And oh yeah, I mean I got it. Well, one my daughter is, but she's more interested in cooking she's gonna go to culinary school here next year and that's important very much so like i said my my other sons was in the bmx before the beef hit and then they were gonna make him do the the yab and all that stuff if he wanted to travel and do his competitions and he was like hell no that shit ain't happening so <gasps> he just got a job and started working in the real life <laughs> no uh, but my my Youngest boy right now is four, and he does nothing but walk around the house and sing and beat on drums and guitars. All He's got four different guitars. Nice. Sounds like a, a guitarist in the making. Uh, <laughs> as long as you don't take after Dixon, I'm good. <laughs> Fucking Steve, man. I see why. I see why that certain person hates Steve. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking Steve. Yeah. Right on. Well, let's see. I'll let Brandon announce it. Let me see. Oh, yeah. What am I announcing? Oh, the exit. What what he needs to do. Oh. We're so professional here, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what you've listened to some episodes, so you know that every episode we end up playing a song from the band or whoever the musician is, whatever music they have. Is there a specific song that you would want us to include? You guys want to go heavy or you guys want to go groovy? That's totally up to you, buddy. Whatever whatever song that 
Didn't get played last time, I guess, because Steve was on here. That fucking Steve. Motor Boatin, I think, was the last one. Motor Boatin. Is it playing Bella or Eater? Right. Ooh, yeah. Let's do World Eater. Well, send me that file and I will add it to the end of this episode. Right on, Dixon, send it over. <laughs> My secretary, <Sweet>. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely appreciate you coming out and talking with us tonight. We're trying to keep these episodes under two hours a lot of them have went over and my distributor now makes youtube videos for me i don't have to do a damn thing if they're under two hours <laughs> so from now on we're trying to keep them under two hours so it helps that's me just, out yeah that's usually my fault because then I, we just go on random shit that's not music related so blame me i ask <laughs> that's the perfect way to do it though that's you know i mean especially if someone like me that doesn't have too much dark stuff i just got a bunch of funny shit <laughs> that's okay uh, a gear story at the very end here. Yes, gear story. This is the, the dark sure. story. Take two minutes. Sure. Fucking guy on reverb. <laughs> I sold him a guitar and it got fucked up in shipping. Oh. He's trying to like fucking get me to refund him. I'm like, dude, they make you pay for insurance. Like, holy fuck. Like, just do a claim. I think he's trying to screw me. But, anyways. Wow. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Is it actually broken? Yeah, no, yeah, he sent me broke. a picture, and it was broken. And mm. I was like, dude, it was not, like, I've got five stars as a seller on Reverb. Like, I didn't, uh, like, like, I'm not going to try and sell you something fucked up, dude. You know? Yeah, we but haven't. I'm real cockball about it. Yeah, we haven't had too many of those uh, gear-breaking stories. And usually, oh, man, we should go on a rant about fucking FedEx and UPS, how they are lately. But It was UPS. <laughs> so I yeah, know they did it. Yeah, right. Chucked it at the fucking front door. They're like just short story, like fucking UPS. A truck once ran over a guitar I had, and oh like God. the case broke, but the guitar was fine. Music man cases, shout out, send me a new case. Anyway, and like obviously we claim we, you know, we did the claim and everything, and I got half the money for the case, or I can't remember, or he sent me a new one. I don't remember, but like, yeah, like they fucking ran it over. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, anyway, fuck they them. Watching, they're like, watch this bitch. Run your yeah. shit. I think this is a guitar. It might, it might handle it. Let's see what kind of sound it makes. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even think it's just those people. Even like normal males fucked up. Oh, I mean, yeah, per partials. Anything USPS. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I get think- stuff sent from Amazon or whatever, and it. They get just toss it out in front of my garage door. Like they don't care if it's raining or not, they just throw it out there. <laughs> oh, I was about the two horrible bands in Yucca. <laughs> oh, dude, I was hoping you'd tell <laughs> those guys are fucking like they were cool, but man, they were assholes. Well, the, you, you say Yucca? Yeah. Yeah, the Yucca oh. in, uh, was it Tempe, Tempe Arizona? Mm, that bad, huh? <laughs> it was crazy you gonna do your fucking job <laughs> you got time if you want to tell that story that was it I told you guys that story already yeah. oh well, yeah that, okay. that venue had a like a full on fucking video arcade next door and it was like a shitload of pinball machines so I was like old okay. school pinball too yeah I was like okay these guys are dicks I'm gonna go fucking piss a pinball <laughs> 
Probably <laughs> dropped twenty five bucks that night. <laughs> oh, dude, I I dropped at least twenty five. Like, I bought a fucking t shirt from that place. Yeah, like this place is awesome. They had like the old Iron Maiden pinball machines and shit. Let's go. I feel that should be a requirement to have a few arcade games in most venues. In case there, that Black Circle in Indianapolis does have a, they have a bunch of uh, yes. pinball and other. Wait, a place games. in Lansing that was like nothing but pinball machines, and then like what was it? Two nights later, we played in New Orleans, and there was a fucking huge arcade huge right next door. Arcade. And they gave they were like, "You guys with the touring band?" And we're like, "Yeah." They just fucking gave us a handful of tokens. I was yeah. like, "This is fucking awesome." It was. Yeah. I Hell forget yeah. the name of the place in Indianapolis, but the venue was called the Hoosier Dome, and it wasn't the big venue that everyone thinks when you say Hoosier Dome. It wasn't the goddamn like RCA Dome or whatever. It was just <laughs> a little shithole fucking quote unquote music venue. But down the street there was a, it's by Broad Ripple, and there was a arcade slash bar. So everything in there was like old arcade games and everything else, but they had beer. And Ed knows the picture. I think I've sent it to him. But our bass player at the time wasn't 21. And they wanted us to move the gear from wherever we had it staged up at. And they wanted us to move it out of the way. We weren't there because we were busy drinking at that bar. So he sent a message to us and said, hey, I need help moving our stuff. And we just sent him back, all four of us, clinging beer bottles together. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says, never mind. He moved it all by himself. Like, what a tripper. (laughs) Good man, good man. Right. Good man. I did the one crazy thing that happened while we were on the road though is I got I got hit on by a gay dude. That was pretty wild. That was Las Vegas, but <laughs> yeah, it was in Vegas. <laughs> the venue we played is like right across the street from like like full on gay club. And but they had like the best not that this is out of the ordinary, but there was like the most awesome taco truck right outside. So we were like getting tacos and some dude walked by and was like, right up in the middle of all of us. I don't even know what he said to you, but I was like, oh, that was, that was fucking funny. He told me, he said, you are gorgeous. <laughs> nice. You're well, like, you're like, you are the non-gayest looking dude I've ever seen. What the fuck? Yeah. You pat, you, you. What about me? What about, what about me? Steve's mad. They was blowing him kisses trying to get a comment. <laughs> My very first experience with Vegas was a couple years ago. And the first thing that we saw coming down from wherever we got dropped off at was a, I'm going to assume they were a crackhead. I don't really know, but they were taking a piss and shit right on the sidewalk. Nice. Not hiding it. Nothing. They were right next to those stairs because everything on the sidewalk, you have to go up a flight of stairs and walk across the street, thinking down a flight of stairs and go to the next block and upstairs. And that's how you cross through there. They have stairways. They don't have like crosswalks like most places. Yeah. Yeah. We had They're- a guy come in New Orleans and he had like bought some, like, I've known this guy for 10 years, never met him. He came out to the show, bought a bunch of gear, took it back to his car, and he's coming back. He's like, dude, there's some guy a block away just taking a shit right out in the open. I was like, yeah, welcome to Noah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no fucks given. Yeah, that's pretty much how I felt out there. I can't do that. They don't give a fuck, man. It's crazy. You got to go, though, you know. Within 10 feet of each other, I want to take a photo, but I don't want to be those weird people. <laughs> there was someone selling prostitution, and then five feet away, 10 feet away, was someone selling or handing out Jesus pamphlets about Jesus saved. So you could get your tickets to go to the whorehouse, and then you could get your pamphlet to be saved afterwards after you go and sin with the whore. It sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, it's like one-stop shopping. 
Yes. Wipe your you wipe your dick on the pamphlet and close it. It's gross. <laughs> it, it gets rid of all the STDs. Yes. Holy papers. I don't think we've seen too much more wild shit out there. It was pretty calm this time. Yeah, we wouldn't mm. do that. That's good. I mean, you guys came back in one piece and didn't, like I said, didn't kill each other. So that's all that matters. That's what we thought <laughs> about halfway through it, man. We woke up on our day off and we're like, man, we're all. Nobody's got black eye or busted mouth yet. All right. <laughs> I, think, I think it got close there at the end, but everybody kind of... <laughs> it's it was getting so fucking hot. Dude, it was hotter up here when we got home than it was in New Orleans and stuff when we were down there. Oh, it was man. crazy. I couldn't believe how hot it was at home. I can't believe, like, how much heat affects everybody, like, in their attitude. Because we just went camping and, like, so many people were fucking grumpy. Except me, because I like playing outside, I guess. I don't know, but, man. <laughs> oh, I love being outside, but, like, we... uh. We got gas in Arizona or wherever it was and oh. didn't have to get out of the RV again until we got to Vegas. And we jump out the RV in Vegas. It's like 110 and oh, it's yeah. seven o'clock at night. Well, that's, that's a little different. <laughs> I think we paid, it was at the base of a fucking mountain. It was like six bucks a gallon. Yeah, we had to pay like $6 a gallon. And there was no, so we left Vegas. Me and Steve are big Raiders fans. So it was on my birthday. We were in Vegas. So we went to the stadium to check it out for my birthday before we went out of town. Hmm. And we're like, we got to be at the campsite and, you know, four hours, like a four hour drive to our campsite from Vegas and Cali. And we're like, no problem. We jump on the highway, do our thing. We're getting down the road. Hmm. And we get like hour and a half into our ride. And all of a sudden the highway goes red. And we're like, what the fuck? We ended up getting stuck in a five-hour fucking traffic jam, dude. Oh. Uh, so you guys want to talk about the dark side of shit? Dude, plan on being in the van for four hours and get stuck in that bitch for ten. <laughs> dude. Oh, I, my God. I slept the whole time, so it was awesome. It, dude, because you know, of one accident on a road that has no off-roads to it at all, other oh. than the little towns that are on that road from Vegas to L.A. or whatever it is. Did you tell them the about 10, the right? fucking the uh, campsite? So I wake up the next morning. Oh I yeah! Really step one foot out of the out of the RV. There's a fucking giant peacock, like within ten feet of me. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And they had like there must have been 20, 30 of them. Yeah, dude, rolling around this campsite, and they wouldn't shut the fuck up, and they would come right up to you. Yeah, from six in the morning to about. Yeah, until nine o'clock like, at night. Yeah, and we didn't know peacocks went into the trees to sleep to stay away from the predators. I didn't know that shit. Huh. So you know, you're you're taking your morning walk because me and Dixon are early risers. So we both get up early, and I'm out walking, and he's texting me, "Hey, where you at?" I'm saying, "I'm out down walking," you know. So he comes out, and sure enough, there's fucking peacocks in the trees and shit. And I was like, "What the hell's going on?" That's creepy. <laughs> As big as you think a peacock is, yeah, it's fucking bigger. It's bigger when they're out. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen the pictures of them, but yeah, that they kind of look creepy to begin with, the way they walk. The call of it's crazy, man. Oh, nice. Wake up at that five o'clock, five thirty in the morning is pretty nuts. I did not know they were out there. That's interesting to know. <laughs> Shitloads. Peacocks, peacocks, and camping. That's what the place should have been called. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, awesome guys. Should have had Steve. You could have gone on here. You didn't have to leave him by himself. It wasn't like unless you just didn't want to hog it, hog he his time. Sure to get some mom's butt. 
I was upstairs watching Tom Segura on Netflix. It was awesome. Oh, okay. But I I didn't want I I've already been on here, so I didn't want to hog the thing. But I I do plan on being at the round table, so that's what I'm gonna be able to. That should be interesting. Tell your friends about it, I guess. (laughs) There's a lot of people I hope hop on there because I want it to be informative, fun, and I want someone to come on there that's butt hurt and talk shit. Oh, God. That would be like (laughs) Hawker Punch, too. So I was going to save this for ground table, but (laughs) I re-listened to my episode with you Mm -hmm. guys the other day because I wanted to check how many times somebody got mentioned. And they literally got brought up twice, but never by name. So I'm just saying, like, somebody's got a guilty conscience because we can be anybody. Right, and then into into your and your to your defense, like again, like they brought up your podcast itself, and I'm like, you know what? He actually, he actually, I go, Steve actually said nice things about you on his podcast. Like he did, He, he. didn't like go and like destroy you he just said what he said but in a way he still like puts you in a good light while you were still around yeah and I mean, like and he's like mad at the bass player i'm like well that guy obviously doesn't like you but that's not steve's fault whatever <laughs> so again i don't know uh, some people's kids <laughs> right <laughs> some people's kids Oh yeah. Well, again, I invited that person to come on as as a nice guy that I am. It's like, well, if you got a problem, come on there. And I'm sure, and to be honest, like, I'm sure that person has tons of other stories that isn't related to you. And I want to hear, I would like to hear all about that, like his experiences of playing out. So again, I was trying to be decent. <laughs> I'm sure he's got a million stories, really. We can give right. a platform to anyone. Having... It doesn't matter who yeah. they are or yeah. whatever it is. Like, yeah. people that have criticized us in the last couple of weeks, I've tried to give them a platform to come on here and tell their version of a story. Yet they didn't want to do that. So, right, it's it is what it is. Like, don't talk shit and say that we're this and this and this when I'm literally giving you the same fucking opportunity as everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? Right. I don't know, Brandon. What do you know? Apparently fucking nothing. I don't know shit either. Join the club. We're all here. We're all. (laughs) Nice. Well, fellas, I think we're going to wrap this one up before we approach that two-hour mark and has to make me do something extra that I don't want to do. Awesome, man. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, cool. Definitely. And anyone out there still listening, if you want to be on Dark Side of the Scene, send an email to Brandon at DarkSideOfTheScene.com. And we will get you scheduled to be on the episode at some point. We are booked out for a while, but appreciate everyone checking it out, sticking around with us. And again, thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Steve. Check out... I literally just spaced your band's name. Choke setter. Choke setter. Yes, I about called you Salem's Child because you mentioned Choke it earlier. Yes. Well, there we go. What here that, we go. Wait, wait. What that fucking guy in Texas calls? Oh fuck. <laughs> he he had a quick one. I was like, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> it was now I can't good. even remember what it was. He was like totally fucking with us, and he was a sound guy, so we couldn't beat him up. It was funny. <laughs>
<laughs> that dude made my night. That and that street corn. Yeah, street corn. Is fun. <laughs> street corn. Hell yeah. Right on, guys. Well, we're going to roll on out of here, so take it easy. Yes, too. Thanks, brother. See ya. Fade now, rainy as the grave.